Hey there, welcome to Beyond the Bikini podcast, where you can enhance your body and your mind. My name is Nicole Ferrier, exercise science grad, certified personal trainer, bikini competitor, and coach. On this podcast, you will learn more about my experience in the fitness industry, competing in bikini competitions, mental health, and how to gain more success in your own life in your fitness journey. So sit back, relax, or power through this cardio session and enjoy. Welcome back, guys, to another episode. So this is going to be a repost from the podcast called Fit Girl Talk Radio. So you will hear that introduction in the Beyond the Bikini Radio podcast as well. But I wanted to include this interview that I did with my friend Sarah. We chatted all things competing and disordered relationships with food and a couple of red flags that I see in the industry So I figured, you know, why not share this on Beyond the Bikini Radio? It's really correlated to topics that I'm already talking about. And I would love to grab your guys' feedback on this episode. So thank you so much. And I hope you enjoy this one. Hey, guys. I'm your host, Sarah Thomas. And I'm so happy you tuned into Fit Girl Talk today. We have a really amazing guest. Her name is Nicole Ferrier. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, you actually did. Spot on. (laughs) Nicole Ferrier. Um, And I personally have been following Nicole's journey on Instagram for a couple of years now. And um, I have to say that Nicole is by far one of the most knowledgeable fitness professionals that I follow on Instagram. Um, Not only that, she's passionate and dedicated to sharing her knowledge and personal experiences all day every day. I mean, you can guarantee that Nicole's going to be on that day dropping truth about her physique that day, about her clients. Um, She goes live, she talks macros, she shares recipes, fitness, the days that she doesn't want to work out, the days that she does. Um, She shares it all. She's extremely inspiring, motivating, um, and I I continue to learn from her all the time and constantly inspired by her. So I'm so excited to have her on today. She's super awesome and she's beautiful. So (laughs) Nicole, why don't you um, tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, thank you for hyping me up. That's like enough energy to get me going throughout the week. Um, Hey guys, my name is Nicole Ferrier. So I am a personal trainer. I'm a certified personal trainer and I have a bachelor's degree in exercise science. I have been posting content on a variety of platforms. I'd say Instagram has been my go-to. I actually started back on YouTube like 10 years ago, which if you search back, you'll see a bunch of beauty videos that transitioned into coaching videos that transitioned into fitness videos because your life changes a lot in 10 years. But um, I am a full-time coach. I run Nicole Ferry Fitness where I help a variety of clientele. I primarily have lifestyle clients, but I also help... um, women get ready for competitions and I've competed in a total of I believe it's I lost count it sounds bad but 18 NPC shows which is wow. a lot. so that's a little bit about me yes um like I said she's amazing and um she just finished up prep actually for her competition season I think she's going to take some time off next year is that correct much needed time off <laughs> yes um so where are you living these days? So I'm originally from like Cleveland, Ohio. Um, I never really was a big Ohio person. It's just, I don't like the winters. I don't like the fact that there's not a lot to do out there. So I relocated to Tampa, Florida. 
um, towards the summer. So I've only been here for like four months and I love it. I don't regret any second of it. Amazing. And she also let me say that I know that Nicole moved during the heat of her prep, which is not easy and moved across the country. So um, amazing. And she's, she's just killing it. You guys, I'm not kidding. She's so dedicated and so knowledgeable. So seriously, I'll tag all of her information in this podcast description. Go follow her because she's nothing but just like truth bombs all day long. And it's amazing. So um, Nicole, tell us about your personal fitness journey and um, specifically where you're at right now and what next year is going to look like for you. Yeah. So I started getting involved in fitness, I would say towards the end of my gymnastics career. I was a gymnast for um, a little over 10 years. And with the gymnastics world, um, at the age of 18, you're kind of considered old and they want you to retire. And I was never the strongest gymnast ever. And that's just due to my size. I'm five, six, I'm more long and lanky. And I wanted to put on muscle. So I started going to the gym with a group of girls um, in high school. And originally it was just like a lot of cardio and abs. But over time, that group kind of cut down to just me. But I remember being so dedicated and loving the gym. I would wake up at 5 a.m., go to the gym, go to, go to high school, um, work a part-time job, and then go to gymnastics practice. And I would do that over and over again. And I I loved every second of it. Um, I didn't know what I was doing, but over time I started to learn. And I don't think anyone really knows what they're doing at first. Um, I remember being incredibly weak too. Like the 10 pound dumbbells were really challenging for me. And now I look back at that and that's nothing, but it was really hard for me to start because I didn't have a lot of muscle mass and I fell in love with the gym. Um, I got in college, I started out as physical therapy, but I realized that I didn't want to go the, the PT route after I saw, um, who was it, Nikki Blackader competing. And I was like, what is this like athletic fitness thing that I want to do? And I don't know how to do it. And my family is very conservative. So I didn't really bring it up to them until I was like four weeks out from my first prep, which I prepped myself in 2000, 2015. Had no idea what I was doing. Um, was following macros. And that was back then when people would make fun of macros so much. Um, but I got ready for my first show. I did not place, but I don't think I looked horrible. I just didn't know how to pose or anything. Um, and I just fell in love from there. I remember stepping off stage that first time and I was, I had just turned 20 and I told myself that I want to be a pro and I want to be the best at this. And it's coming from a place of never placing. So I started my journey there. Um, continued to compete in 2016, 17, 18, and 19. Um, I've done a variety of regional shows and national shows. I've done, I believe it's five or six national shows. I tend to lose count because I get heavy tunnel vision. Um, and this past 2019, I decided to take some time off um, because my business is growing and I need to allocate some attention towards other areas of my life. Um, and then just do some healing because this was the first year where I noticed some health issues that I think are very concerning. And I'm someone who believes health should come first and then competing should come second. Yes. And I do love that. It's very important. Um, yeah, you've been nonstop. It's crazy. It's amazing. And it's, 
it's not easy for those of you that compete that are listening, you know, and for those of you that uh, maybe just admire it from afar, it's not easy and it consumes your entire life if you take it seriously. Um, I mean, it's, yes, there are ways to live and go out and have a good time on prep, but it's not the same. It's always in your head and it's always there. So um, Nicole has done a lot and gone through a lot. Um, with that being said, Nicole, I know that you're very open on your social media about um, your personal struggle, struggle through uh, previous eating disorders. And mm-hmm. um, I know that you work with clients as well, that you have a responsibility to clients, whether they're lifestyle or in prep, competition prep, to keep clients healthy um, mentally, physically, um, emotionally, and I want you to maybe tell us a little bit about your personal journey through that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So what I will say is that I am by no means a therapist, a licensed therapist, MD, um, and nor do I feel like people who are active in their eating disorders should work with a fitness professional. They should work with someone who specializes in psychology. And although you might not look sick, um, you don't have to look like a quote unquote eating disorder. An eating disorder is a mental disorder and you can't necessarily see it on the outward perspective. Um, that being said, when I first struggled with my eating disorder, it was back when I was the age of 14, um, which is really young, but that's when I, I think this is when a lot of women decide to like diet for the first time. And this is when I created a lot of food rules where I became a vegetarian. Um, I had this like rule of every meal that I eat has to be like under 200 calories. And I'd only allow myself to eat like four to five times a day. Um, and I lost 10 pounds in like a month. And it was interesting because I had a physical go on, um, prior, prior to me actually falling into my eating disorder. And then a month later, I needed a brand new physical for sports and the doctor immediately saw a red flag, but because eating disorders are very manipulative, um, I had convinced everyone around me that I was fine. So it's very interesting. I applaud that, um, that doctor for noticing that right away, but it spiraled into a variety of eating disorders. And that was anorexia, which then turned into overexercising, which then turned into orthorexia, which I did get better throughout those times where I would, you know, be better. And then it's called a relapse and then be better. And then a relapse. And what's, what I find of eating disorders is they are a way to cope with stress. And for me, I always, wanted to be a good kid and be perfect. Um, and that was a coping mechanism for me. As I got older, um, I did struggle with bulimia as well, but I think a big turnaround point for me was realizing that I didn't want to be the girl with the eating disorder. And I also lost some family members from their eating disorder and eating disorders are also hereditary. There's like a genetic component that's connected to them. And when I figured out that two, two family members have passed away because of eating disorders, I didn't want to be a, another heart attack. I didn't want to be another girl who died from an eating disorder. And I understood that the struggle was given my way so I can overcome it and help other people. Yes. Amazing. Um, I have to give a quick disclaimer in the middle of this, just in case you hear any loud noises or anything. Um, my, my water heater broke at my house last night and my landlord is here fixing it today and I did not want to cancel on Nicole. So I apologize if this is not the best quality um, podcast. 
anyway, moving forward with that being said, um, Nicole, thank you for sharing all of that. And now I know as a competitor, um, I know that um, a lot of competitors struggle with eating disorders themselves. And yeah. it's kind of a, I know that when somebody reaches out to me and they ask, um, you know, oh, I want to compete. How do I get started? Um, I, I think one of the very first things to always make very clear is that if you have an unhealthy um, situation sure. with eating and food right now relationship with it, um, it's not going to get any better by doing this. And so how do you handle that when people reach out to you about competing? I think one big thing is I ask what the person's why is, and I look at where their current calories are. Um, if I hear them talk about, I've always wanted to compete to have my gold body, to see how far I can push myself, you know, like, let's be honest, competing is self-starvation at a controlled state. Um, you don't need to compete to prove that you are strong. You don't need to compete to prove to see how far your body can go. I mean, we see how far bodies can go and we've seen it in a variety of different situations with like traumatic things. Like I'm going to go dark and like talk about the Holocaust. Like you can push your body, trust me, mm -hmm. but what is the purpose? Why do you want to do this? Are you trying to prove it to an ex-boyfriend? Are you trying to um, get your body back after kids? Like I just don't think that that's an appropriate thing to say. If you're someone who's been like, Hey, I've been lifting every single day for years on end. I've been, you know, tracking my food, very mindful of my intake. I'm, I've been fueling my body properly. I was an athlete before. I always find athletes love to compete, but I've been doing this for years and I need something further to like keep my fire going. Okay. That person I think should be at a better place of competing. Um, and the other thing too is, you have to go back and like ask yourself, like if you're someone who has recovered from an eating disorder, you have to know what your triggers are and you have to know when to say, hey, this is compromising my mental health, I need to stop. Because there's so many people where I've seen them struggle with, not just like binging and purging, which I've actually known of a lot of competitors who have struggled with that in their, um, their preps or even post-show. But I know a lot of competitors that struggle with binge eating and that's why you see these heavy rebounds happen is they actually struggled with binge eating. They just never recognized that they had that, um, that mental issue with food. And now they are seeing what's going on post-show because they've lost that motivation, that driver. Yeah. And it's just heightened it because you've been so diligent in not eating so many things that you might eat within moderation at a normal rate, but then you give it up for so long and some people prep for six months and then. Yes. You're walking a very fine line because you are not only dealing with like the mental side of like the food restriction, but you literally have hormonal things going on. You have no satiety. Your ghrelin is screaming at you, which is your hunger hormone saying eat, eat, eat. Your sleep's messed up. Like cortisol is super high, stress is high. So if you're someone who already struggles with your relationship with food, and then you want to add on this hormonal storm, which I don't know about you, I get like really bad PMS. So like I naturally have these like hormonal fluctuations happen on a monthly basis. But imagine that happening to you post-show for weeks on end, for months on end. Can you handle that? And is it worth it? Yes, absolutely. Yes, love that. Um, so, Nicole, what are some, can you talk to us a little bit about some 
red flags or things that you've seen in clients or maybe some, that if somebody's struggling out there and they're not sure what's going on, maybe some things to look out for and things to avoid maybe? Yeah, um, I think a couple things. So I see a lot of disordered behavior in uh, people who do competitions and people in general who diet, but I think a big one is uh, weighing yourself throughout the day. So frequent weigh-ins, um, body checks where you are trying to look for your abs. I always see competitors do this, but, and I'm guilty of it too, where we're looking at abs, we're looking at areas where we hold body fat, you're pinching areas of your body, that's very disordered. Um, you might see the comparison thing, which people with eating disorders tend to struggle with insecurity um, and comparing because they're trying to be perfect. So if you're constantly comparing yourself to other people, red flag and also unfollow that person or block them. Mm -hmm. um, and then the food hoarding is a big thing. I am so frustrated with these cookie companies, brownie companies, and all of this binge eating related behavior post-show. Isn't that, it's so fascinating to me that this is a bodybuilding space where we're celebrating health and nourishing our body. And after you see a girl in a bikini on the floor eating brownies, like it's very, it blows my mind. And it's and very common. It's so common and people feed into it and they have all this, if you're saving food porn on your phone, if you are saving like different flavors of Oreos and they're hidden, like why are you hiding food from yourself? Like, why are you being so secretive? Like being secretive and trying to hide food because you're fearing shame and guilt. That's another red flag for um, eating disorder related behavior. Yes. So if, if there are listeners out there right now that are, going through this and not feeling great right now. Um, what advice do you have at this point for somebody that may not be sure that this is even happening to them? Some people I think don't even realize that it's going yeah. on. Um, what advice? Um, I would first say that you're not alone. Um, and that if you're struggling with something, someone else is. And there's a saying in this song that says, um, the fact that there's a name for a mental illness makes me feel like I'm not alone. Like there's names for these things. There's names because such a mass amount of people struggle with this. It's not just you and you're not crazy. Um, you have to let someone know too. Like you have to have someone that you know won't judge you. Um, if it's a coach, you have to let your coach that you're struggling, like you have to let them know that you're struggling with this because um, especially if you have an online coach, all the communication is through the internet. Like they're not going to be there with you. They're not going to know if you're struggling with something unless you tell them. So you have to tell your coach, I would say, tell someone, okay, because you're probably fearing being judged or guilt, but you have to tell someone. Um, and then try to write down what your triggers are. And if you can eliminate some of them, and if you feel like it's overly consuming where you have anxiety all day, where all you can think about is food, all you can think about is exercise, all you can think about is your body, then I would say you should probably seek further um, help. And I will say that there's a great source on NIDA, which is the National Eating Disorders um, Association, where they have a test. It's um, a pre-screening that you can take. And there's just a bunch of questions. It's anonymous and you can figure out if they feel like you need further help and then you can find a help center from there. So that's, that's, what I that's amazing. Thank you. Cause I did not know that. So thank you for sharing that. And I'll also tag that in the podcast description as well, because that's a really good resource to have. And I did not know that that was out there. So thank you. Um, any other advice on, as far as 
this all goes before we move on to the next thing? Yeah. So in short, I think that if you want to be a competitor, um, understand like there is going to be a point of being food focused and that yes, you're going to have to hold yourself accountable and track your macros and um, hit your workouts, hit your cardio. But I really encourage you to like ask yourself what happens when I don't have the show date in mind? Am I going to be okay gaining the body fat back? Am I going to be okay with incorporating more foods? Am I going to be okay if my fitness pal what disappeared like would i still be able to do life or does that cause me anxiety and stress and i'll be honest i see so many um competitors and i'm guilty of this too where if my fitness file isn't working i get a little bit stressed and i get a little bit anxious and i think that there's never a point where you have to say like oh i need a therapist i think anyone could benefit from having a therapist and maybe you need to um look out for yourself and get some therapy post-show and I've shown myself like go get therapy and there's nothing shameful about it and just talk about like your struggles and there's that transition of the competing to post-show and so many people don't want to talk about that awkward period but that's when you really need the most help. I completely agree yes um yes thank you for sharing all of that and thank you for sharing the resources um yes so Nicole before we log off here I just wanted to ask a little bit about um your if you wouldn't mind opening up at all about your personal life and how this is looking for you now that you're in your off season and the fun things that you're getting to do and how that's making you feel personally as somebody that has struggled in the past with Mm -hmm. eating disorders I think the weirdest thing for me is realizing that I'm not going to diet if that makes sense because I've spent every single year of my life. And I was talking to one of my girlfriends about this. I haven't celebrated my birthday in four years oh my because God. I've been in prep. So I've been prepping cause my birthday's in May. I'm like, wow, I haven't had birthday cake. I know it sounds so silly, but it's like little things like that, that even my 21st birthday, I didn't have a sip of alcohol cause I was in prep and I'm actually more, it felt like relief. Um, I felt like I was putting so much pressure on myself to turn pro. I I was working so hard. Um, This past prep was the hardest prep of my life. I mean, I was, I was trying to be vocal about it, but then I was very nervous because what I was doing, I would never have a client do. And um, I was doing two to three hours of cardio some days. I was trying to keep up with my meat. So I was like stepping like 25,000 steps a day. I was eating sub 1300 calories, which that's very low calorie ladies. If you're listening to this for weeks on end, um, months on end, and my body just was not responding. And I think my workaholic nature wanted to push, push, push. And this was the first year where my body was like, Hey, we need to slow down and we need to change your priorities. And I'm very excited because my business has been growing at a very rapid rate. I had just hired my first employee, which I'm trying to get her more into a full-time position. Um, I'm looking to bring on more people for like admin and editing and graphic design. Um, And this is very exciting for me because I had always wanted my own business and being a little bit over a year into it, um, it's just crazy because you're always so scared to like fully launch. And now 
with me living in Florida, um, I'm looking to like put some roots down. I want to buy a home. I want to expand my business to not only uh, online coaching, but online uh, business mentoring. So, and the podcast, which you guys know, Beyond the Kingy Radio is my podcast and I love that. That's my baby. So I'm just keeping my energy more into things that are fully serving me. And I felt like prep wasn't fully serving me anymore. And I was really asking myself like prep for a show, but why? Because I'm very big on manifestation. And when I see myself turning pro, I had to be honest with myself and say, Nicole, like how you look now is not how you're going to look when you turn pro. You're not there yet. You will be, but you're not there yet. So taking that time off, to really just focus on business growth has been my main focus. Yes, that's awesome. Congratulations on your business. That's amazing um, and very exciting, especially as somebody that moved and, you know, taking a lot of risks and you just never know what's going to happen when you do have your own thing. So that's really awesome. Um, you should be very proud of that. Um, okay, guys. So like I said, I'm going to tag all of Nicole's stuff in the description of this podcast. Um, and I do know that she has kind of a little special offer for any listeners. So I'm going to let her tell you guys what that is. Yeah, absolutely. So for anyone who is listening to today's podcast, I want to give you guys an invitation into my private Facebook community. Um, you have to search Nicole Ferrier's Fit Fam, and I'm sure Sarah's going to leave that down below. And you just request access into the group. I'm in the group. My coach Brielle's in the group, and you can ask questions. We have a bunch of recipe ideas in there, um, motivational videos. It's just a great community where you can um, communicate with other women who are also struggling or going through their own fitness journey. And I just wanted to offer that for you guys so you can get that community support. Yeah. And you guys should seriously hop on that. I'm going to see if maybe I can get in there because like I said, Nicole Definitely. is so good and she shares so much and at least at the very least follow her instagram because she goes live every day almost or every few days and all of her information is quality information i mean she's not just only talking about what she's doing that day she's offering up things to help you directly so it's definitely it's a free resource to follow i absolutely recommend her yeah. well, thank so, you so much yes absolutely thank you for being a part of this and um I look forward to continuing to follow you and I hope you have a great off season. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to seeing where the growth goes and thank you for all of our listeners today. Yes. Hey guys, on the Beyond the Bikini podcast, you know I talk a lot about training and nutrition. Trust me, it can be hard to hit the gym consistently, track your macros to a T and feel like you're making progress. So rather you're a newbie in the gym or someone who's been hitting the gym consistently but possibly hit a plateau, then I recommend you check out my one-on-one -on -one coaching. No, I do not only coach prep clients, but I coach lifestyle clients as well. I would love to hear more about your goals, so feel free to apply for my one-on-one -on -one coaching down below at the link. There we can discuss what you're wanting to accomplish in the gym with your relationship with food and how I can help you reach your goals.